Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gate of Heaven video diary where we are continuing our big adventure through the Dawnbreakers, really to, to get to know a bit more about the story behind Gate of Heaven, my new album based on the writings of the Bab, uh, whose life is being celebrated this year. And I hope that, I really hope that uh, the, that these stories and the new music is is uh, is really preparing our, our minds and our hearts for the big celebration taking place uh, in October. So I'm really delighted to announce that the, the next song from the album is going to be released tomorrow uh, on my YouTube channel. It's based on a really beautiful prayer written by the Bab on the subject of forgiveness. And so I, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you tomorrow. And I thought that we could just continue with the story today in preparation for tomorrow's release. So in the last video, the Bab had been living as a secret guest in the home of Manucher Khan, the, the governor of Esfahan, that beautiful city known as the Jewel of Iran. And Manucher Khan had really, he had become so enamoured with and, and really wholeheartedly devoted to the Bab and was protecting him from the, the threats that were, that were gathering um, around him. But on Manucher Khan's death, his, his successor, Gurgin Khan, uh, had, had come in and had, had just plundered Manucher Khan's possessions and had discovered the Bab living in his home and had reported the Bab to the king. And in response, the king had summoned the Bab to come to Tehran and meet with him in person so that, so that he could make a decision about what to do about all this. Because all this time, the, the king has been receiving all these mixed reports about the Bab and he, he doesn't really know what to do with him. So he finally... Uh, summons the Bab to, to come and meet with him in person. And so the Bab is then escorted uh, by a military guard uh, out of Esfahan for the second time, but, but this time for real. He is escorted out of the city on the road to Tehran to finally meet with the king. And at this point in the Dawnbreakers, we are we are introduced to a figure who is really one of the the arch villains of the story of the Bab, and and this is in fact the Prime Minister of Iran, Haji Mirza Agassi. And Prime Minister Agassi is so vehemently opposed to the Bab that uh, he eventually goes down in history as the Antichrist of the Bab's revelation. So with Prime Minister Agassi, this, this whole element of, of envy uh, really comes into play, again, possibly in its greatest manifestation. It seems that in the story of the Bab, there are these two major expressions of, of, of the, the higher nature and the lower nature of human nature. On the one hand, there is this this rapturous love uh, experienced by by those people who who allow the Bob's message, his verses, his writings to to enter into their hearts, and 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 they experience a kind of a, a total shift in their perspective on their fellow human beings and on themselves as as human beings, and and that those the Bob's writings seem to seem to nurture in their hearts this kind of boundless spirit of universal love for, for, for all of life. But on the other hand, there is this really poisonous envy that seems to take hold 
of those people who decide that it is their duty to destroy the Bab and everything he stands for. And this, this, this envy perhaps finds its, its greatest expression in Prime Minister Agassi. Uh, Agassi is absolutely terrified that if the king meets with the Bab in person, he too will become enamoured with the Bab and this will perhaps threaten his own position as Prime Minister of Iran. And so he wants to do everything that he can to prevent this meeting from happening. Because you see, Agassi is not only the Prime Minister, he also functions as the personal spiritual advisor to the king, to Muhammad Shah himself. And he has tremendous influence over the mind and the heart of the king, not just in the affairs of the state, but in even in the private matters of the king's own personal life. Agassi has huge sway, but he is a master manipulator. And he, he manipulates the king into leaving Tehran just at the time that the Bab is approaching. And he, he persuades the king to just postpone this meeting until a later date. So as the Bab with this military escort is, is moving closer and closer towards Tehran, he's literally one day away from Tehran and a message arrives from the prime minister addressed to the head of the guards, telling the guards to divert the Bab away from Tehran and to send him to another location. And this message is then followed by uh, a letter written by the king himself addressed to the Bab. The king writes to the Bab, Much as we desire to meet you, we find ourselves unable, in view of our immediate departure from our capital, to receive you befittingly in Tehran. We have signified our desire that you be conducted to Ma'ku and have issued the necessary instructions to Ali Khan, the warden of the castle, to treat you with respect and consideration. It is our hope and intention to summon you to this place upon our return to the seat of our government. We trust that we have caused you no disappointment. Now, a significant detail here, this little town of Maku, which is in the mountains in the north of Iran, is in fact the hometown of Prime Minister Agassi, and he knows the people there. So you can see how he has just totally manipulated the king into doing exactly what he wanted him to do. And Prime Minister Agassi sends orders to this warden of the castle, Ali Khan, to disregard all this stuff about treating the Bab with respect and consideration. And he orders Ali Khan to imprison the Bab, to lock him up in a cell, and to treat him with as much cruelty and discipline as he can muster. Now, who knows what what might have happened if if the king of Iran had ever actually met the Bab in person. Who knows what what kinds of ripple effects that, that may have had on history. We, we will never know. But what we do know is that Prime Minister Agassi very deliberately prevented 
this meeting from ever taking place. And from that point onwards, the Bab is now a prisoner. And so Ali Khan, the warden of this castle, carries out the instructions of the prime minister. He locks up the Bab and he, fi he, he forbids anyone from seeing him except for two of the Bab's uh, closest companions, who are two brothers called Sayyid Hussein and Sayyid Hassan. Sayyid Hussein is actually one of the letters of the living. So he, 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 he's, uh, he's actually been with the Bab from the very start. And Sayyid Hassan is his brother. And these two have been traveling with the Bab as kind of as helpers. And it's their job basically to bring food from the local town of Maku to the Bab in his prison cell and to conduct any messages uh, and that kind of thing. But of course, word has spread that the Bab is, is, is now imprisoned in this stone fortress uh, in Maku. And so his followers from all over Iran start arriving in droves at the gates of the castle, trying to get in and see the Bab. And Ali Khan treats them with total disdain, chasing them away from the castle and really, uh, you know, just hurling abuse at all of these followers of the Bab. But there's one follower of the Bab, uh, an older man called Sheikh Hassan Zunuzi, who has traveled across Iran and he shows up one day at the doors of the castle and he is just determined uh, to, to, to get inside and see the Bab. And no matter how much Ali Khan tries to chase him away from the doors of the castle, Sheikh Hassan Zanuzi patiently waits day after day. He sleeps in a little mosque outside the castle and he waits, hoping with all his heart that somehow he will be allowed in to see the Bab. And one day, the Bab says to the two brothers, Tomorrow, Ali Khan is going to unlock the doors and let Sheikh Hassan Zanuzi inside to see me. And the two brothers, they just can't understand how Ali Khan is, is going to possibly be induced to, uh, to let the Bab's followers into the, into the prison. But the Bab assures them that this is going to happen. And the very next day, Ali Khan himself shows up outside the Bab's prison cell in a state of terrible agitation. His head is bowed down, He's, his body is trembling, he looks like he's seen a ghost. And he says to the brothers, is the Bab in his prison cell? And the brothers say, of course he's in there, he's locked in there. And with this uncharacteristic humility, Ali Khan asks the brothers if he could possibly talk to the Bab. And so they ask the Bab and the Bab signals to bring Ali Khan inside. And Ali Khan steps inside the Bab's prison cell, shaking like a leaf. And he says to him, deliver me from my perplexity. I adjure you by the prophet of God, your illustrious ancestor, to dissipate my doubts, for their weight has well nigh crushed my heart. I was riding through the wilderness and was approaching the gate of the town when my eyes suddenly beheld you standing by the side of the river, engaged in offering your prayer. 
I stood still and watched you. I was waiting for you to terminate your devotions, that I might approach and rebuke you for having ventured to leave the castle without my leave. In your state of rapture, you remained wholly unaware of my presence. I was suddenly seized with great fear and recoiled at the thought of awakening you from your ecstasy. I decided to leave you, to proceed to the guards and to reprove them for their negligent conduct. I soon found out, to my amazement, that both the outer and inner gates were closed. They were opened at my request, I was ushered into your presence, and now find you, to my wonder, seated before me. I am utterly confounded. I know not whether my reason has deserted me. And the Bob says to him, what you have witnessed is true and undeniable. You belittled this revelation and have contemptuously disdained its author. God, the all-merciful, has willed to reveal to your eyes the truth. And so Ali Khan's attitude towards the Bab just goes through this wholesale transformation and immediately he wants to to try and do something to make amends for the way that he's been treating the Bab and his and his friends and he suddenly remembers the old man waiting outside the gates Sheikh Hassan Zanusi he says to the Bab a poor man a Sheikh is yearning to attain your presence he lives outside the gate of Maku I pray you that I myself be allowed to bring him to this place, that he may meet you. By this act, I hope that my evil deeds may be forgiven, that I may be enabled to wash away the stains of my cruel behaviour toward your friends. And so Ali Khan runs downstairs, flings open the gates of the castle, and welcomes Sheikh Hassan Zanuzi into the prison of Maku and he brings him upstairs and delivers him into the presence of the Bab. And from that day onwards, every morning, Ali Khan opens up the doors and welcomes the followers of the Bab who are arriving in droves into the castle as his honoured guests in the prison of Maku. And so, on that note, I am really, really delighted to, to share with you the next song from Gate of Heaven, Forgiveness, uh, a beautiful prayer of the Bab about the, really, the boundless powers that are released and the, the doors that are unlocked through the practice of forgiveness. So it'll be on my YouTube channel tomorrow and I really hope you, you enjoy this new song and I will see you on the other side. Thanks for watching. Bye.